The Guardian. I'm Kate Saunders and I'm here with Josette and Merle for the Guardian Children's Books podcast. Thank you, Kate. Were you a fan of Inez Bit growing up? Yeah, I was a huge, huge, huge fan of Inez Bit. And um, Five Children and It when I was littler, was my favourite of her books. What I really liked about her um, was that she seemed to be writing for me and she had a kind of voice that seemed to really just talk to me. Why did you decide to write a sequel to Five Children in it? Because I think I was thinking about the First World War and once I transposed the First World War with my obsession with Five Children in it, it didn't take me long to work out that the five children it would you know grow up to be exactly the right age like so many of those beautiful edwardian children in lovely edwardian books you know the bostables and the treasure seekers and the kids and the railway children the same thing will be happening to them and it's such a it's such a sad thought but it's also very very interesting what kind of research did you do for your book Research, God, I I did a lot. Um, But I have to confess, right, about 20 years ago, I wrote a novel for adults about the First World War and I'd done a huge amount of research for that, which I remembered. And so I just kind of revisited some of those key books just to get the facts right and things. I I, I think it was still there. Did you try and mimic Inez Bitt's style of writing and how did you do that? That's something everybody asks me, okay? And it's a very fair question because some people have been nice enough to go, oh, well, I can't tell the difference. But I promise that I didn't make any effort to copy her because you can't write a book like that. You can't write a book in somebody else's voice. So whatever comes out has got to be my voice. I think, however, it's fair to say that all classic children's writing... Or, you know, with with ambitions in the classic department, let's say. I think we all sound a bit like Inez, but because she set the tone for about a century of children's writing. So I'm not saying we're all copying her, but I do think we're all very influenced by her. Why did you decide to save one of the main characters' lives? Oh, you read that bit in the acknowledgements, OK. <laughs> when I was first thinking of my story, I was perhaps a bit more slash and burn than I ended up with. And one of my friends who's another novelist, I was talking to her about it and she just went, no, no killing of that one. She saved a life. I thought she deserved acknowledgement for that. Did you want to make people feel emotional after reading the scene in the professor's office at the start of the book? I don't think I wanted them to feel emotional, but I think I wanted them to feel that there was something odd and rather sad about it when you leapt forward in time. Because that's how I reacted when I read the original scene in the story of the amulet, which is volume three of the Samoyed. And I suppose I was about a teenager by the time I got round to that. And of course I thought, how awfully sad and how weird. He's, how does he feel now they've gone? He's, he's just seen these kids. And now that I'm as old as I am, I can see how awfully sad it would be. 
And that's what kind of inspired me to write the whole book, actually, was, was that moment. How did you feel about the Samoyed when you were reading the original books and how did you develop his character? When I first read about the Samoyed, I, I thought he was very cross, but also incredibly sweet. And I thought I'd love to meet one because he's, I'd love to kind of pick him up um, because there's something really cuddly about him. I know this is a terrible thing to say about the Samoyed. Um, and what is good about him is that Nesbitt in the three stories keeps him very distant and very reticent about his history. So I just thought, great, it's all for me to make up. And I had enormous fun making him have a horrible history because I think it's funny that he's so sweet and so awful. And so his awfulness just kind of grew and grew. And I'm, I'm afraid I do find it amusing. What was your favourite E. Nesbitt book growing up? My favourite E. Nesbitt book was probably Five Children, although I also absolutely adored the story of the Treasure Seekers, which is about another family, the Bostables, and it's not magic. It's just very funny. And even though they were Edwardian kids and I was a 1960s kid, I didn't have a problem with that. thought they were just very like us, actually. I came from a big family of six children and there were lots of Bostables and I think there were six of them, actually. I can't remember them all. But um, she writes very well about families. I also love The Railway Children, which I still love. What a gorgeous story. Why did you become a writer? It's funny, I love being asked that because it implies that I made a decision about it. And I think, like a lot of people, I, I started writing and just didn't stop. And I started at about the age of nine, which I think is about the time that I've done a kind of survey on other writers going, when did you start? When did you think you could write a, a story? And a lot of them say, oh, about nine, ten. And with men, often in their late teens, you know, discovered a book, never looked back. But I think I always wanted to write children's stories. I have written adult fiction, quite a lot of it, but I think my big ambition, my dream, was to write children's books. So I'm, I'm really glad that happened. Thank you so much, Kate. That was really interesting. Thanks a lot. For more great downloads, go to theguardian.com slash audio.